Abundance of love, abundance of grace, down to that cross, you took my place, oh God, you take my ransom, my ransom, Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. About our vision for 2023. Every year, for the last half of the year, I start praying uh, around June, July, August, that God would show me what he wanted our church to concentrate on in the upcoming year. A set of marching orders, something to focus on, something to help uh, zero our, us in on the right target. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that this morning. So here's what I want to ask you to do. I want you to be glad that you made it to church on the first day of the year when so many other people didn't. You could have been sick, could have been dead, could have been in jail, could be sleeping in an airport right now because your, your flight didn't make you back. How about this phenomenon? We never faced this as kids. 8,000 flights canceled this holiday season. I'm like, folk used to fly to grandmama's house and and fly home, and it wasn't an issue. Now, all of a sudden, we we can't get planes moving. But you're here, and I want you to not just rejoice that you're here. I want you to make the best of being here, which means allow God to speak to you. Because here's the reality. God is alive and he's still speaking to his children. But like some of our own children, they don't always listen. They hear the volume coming out of our mouths, but they're not always hearing us on the inside. And I want us to hear God today on the inside. So listen to the word of the Lord. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I want to preach to you this morning from a sermon titled, Let God Transform You. Pray with me. God, thank you for your spirit, and I ask you today by your spirit, God, to anoint me to say things that would honor you. Teach us, God, what you would have us to know. Lord, I thank you for every person who's come today, and God, I thank you for loving us and never giving up on us. God, I thank you for accepting us into your family, and I ask you to be our teacher now by your spirit from your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 2023. I don't know what your childhood was like. I don't know what you remember about childhood. I do know this. The older I get, the less I remember. <laughs> Senior moments, they call those. Uh, the Bible says you should not lie. Yeah? Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not even bear false witness, which is to, you know, shade it a little bit, make it sound true when you know it ain't. Stop saying 50's the new 30. 
When God said all liars shall have their part in the lake, well, I'm 50 and fabulous. I'm better now than I've ever been. You wasn't much at 20 then. <laughs> 50 ain't the new 30. What you going to tell yourself in 10 years? 60's the new 30? <laughs> Joyce is about that action. Listen, it's okay to get old and to forget stuff. But it's good to remember some things, too. I can, I can remember as a teenager. Um, and it was even before I was a teenager. I don't know what year it came out, but I just remember the weird music and uh, the weird uh, video trailer. 2001, A Space Odyssey. Anybody remember that? 2001, A Space Odyssey. I can remember in school thinking, man, 2001. Huh. I'm going to be almost 30 years old by then. I'd be half dead. I might not make it. And having grown up watching the Jetsons, I just thought for sure by 2000, we'd be flying around in cars, taking a pill. I mean, the fact that the Jetsons and Willy Wonka did it, it's got to be available. There's a pill out there. You put it in your mouth and you're like, Mm, that's the mashed potatoes kicking in. Oh, I get that roast beef right now. And you're all done. I believe that's out there. I mean, they've already proven, automotive uh, experts have already proven, there are brake pads and spark plugs that have been developed that never wear out and never need replacing. They just won't bring them to market because it would crush the economy of people who depend on you buying new brake pads and spark plugs. Okay, so... Uh, I thought with the Jetsons, I thought, you know, it, it, it would all be that kind of life. The only thing that we don't live in space towers and we don't have conveyor belts uh, in, in our kitchens bringing us out the, the right pill we order up for lunch. Um, but the one thing that we did get from the Jetsons, which they probably had it, the government was probably doing it in the 60s, FaceTime. Y'all remember that they, they used to put the, a little cardboard stick with a picture of their face on it and stand in front of a box and could see each other. Why didn't we realize how absurd that sounded when we were five? But now all of a sudden, people do it all the time. Um, I thought we would be in a different place in, 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 in this late in life, but here we are. We're not on flying spaceships. The government finally came out and admitted that uh, they, they, they've been doing wild stuff at Area 51 for a long time. Um, but we, we, we still don't have flying spaceships in our houses. We don't have a lot going on. But I, I remember looking back thinking, man, by the year 2000 comes, that's, that's, I'm, I'm going to be so old. We, we, it's got to be the end of time. And here we are 23 years past that. What am I saying to you? Live like Jesus could come back any moment. But understand, he might not. I hope he comes back today, but he might not. I sure hope he comes back this year. But he told us to occupy until he comes. Stay busy doing what God has called us to do until he comes. So first Sunday of the year, give a little flashback to last year. Last year... Our theme, 
was knowing God and making him known. And I hope that at some point in 2022 that you learned more about God, you grew to know him better, and you helped someone else to know him. Um, some, somebody was sharing with me this week that they got an opportunity to lead someone to Christ outside of church um, at, at their job, and, and that is what it's all about. And I hope that you share your faith everywhere you go. You'll never know how many people you've led to Christ. And there are some people that could tell you, well, Pastor, I don't think I've ever led anyone to Christ. You don't know. Just because you didn't get on your knees and pray the sinner's prayer with them, just because you weren't there when they prayed to receive Christ doesn't mean that something you said, the way you treated them, the kindness, the, the testimony that you have was, was pivotal in them coming to Christ. But we talked about knowing God and making him known a little bit in 2022. 2023, this, I got one word for the theme for 2023. I was so distraught by it that I ran it by my, my sounding board, uh, our church administrator, my big sister, because she's always told me what to do. And so I said, this is weird because I know this is from the Lord. And I'm going to say it because it's from the Lord. But I'm not sure that it accurately expresses what it is God put in me to share with you. Because the word is more. More. And I thought, like, God, that sounds materialistic. That sounds greedy. What gain? What profit to man if he gain a whole world and lose his own soul? Well, need more stuff. Uh, but then I, then I say, God, make this clearer to me because I got to try to make it make sense, you know, to, to, to the eight people that are going to show up on Sunday morning. <laughs> I can count. <laughs> More than eight. Um, but I began to study and let God lead me to different Bible verses and in and, and, and God's grace for my lack of vocabulary and uh, oratory ability to express this in the way that he put it in my heart, he allowed me to add uh, two words to our theme for 2023, more or less. More or less. I'm going to give you the whole punchline quick, and we're going to go. You watch, You laugh, you watch. <laughs> I've been saying this for years. I've never focused on it, though, for an extended time. We're going to focus on it for an extended time in 2023. To accomplish anything, if you want to be um, better at anything, cooking, parenting, being a child, your job, employer, employee, Christian, husband, wife, partner, spouse, whatever, you need to do more of the right stuff and less of what? Wrong stuff. And I want us to zero in in 2023 and find out exactly what the more is and exactly what the less is. Because if you, if you will just 
begin to do more of what God wants you to do and less of what God doesn't want you to do. How many of y'all believe that's a recipe for success? That's a recipe. You don't have to memorize the whole Bible this year. But wouldn't it be awesome if you memorized four or five scriptures this year that you could begin to live out and see be active in your life? Well, what about ten? Or one? But just more. More of what God wants for us and less of what we drift to. I was talking to a really good friend of mine uh, this week, and we were talking about this, this push-pull. We were talking about this getting close to God and then drifting back and then getting close to God and realizing this is the greatest life. This is how, how, how do we let ourselves get to anything but here? How do we backslide off the front slide when our heart's desire is to be everything God wants us to be? How do we keep getting caught in this roller coaster of Christianity? Up on the mountain with God, oh, despair. Doing great, with, oh, just shot out. We, we, we've got to learn how to seek more and less at the same time. I'm going to jump to the punchline because two, two of y'all don't believe we can get out of here early. You need to keep a journal. I want you, I'm going to pretend this is Wednesday night. I'm going to give you homework up front. And some of y'all need to start coming to church on Wednesday night. Wednesday night is my favorite night, day of the week for church. Studying the Bible, breaking it down, getting some interaction, some feedback. It's awesome. Giving some homework, some instruction, it's helpful. But if you kept a journal, this would be your homework for today and for the rest of the year in your life. I'm not talking about some detailed diary. Woke up, had more sleep in my left tear duct than my right tear duct. Uh, uh, hair was sticking up on the, on, on the back of my head, but not on the front. I mean, I ain't talking about that kind of diary. Uh, you know, I, I'm not talking about being weird. I, I, I saw a bird sitting on my car in the way into work. I, th I think my life is flying away. No, stop trying too hard. I'm talking about something as simple as writing down more of what you believe God wants in your life. Because the Bible says if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our Heavenly Father give to those of us who will only ask? Jesus said it's the Father's pleasure to give us the whole kingdom. God wants, listen, every good parent wants their kids to have more stuff as long as it doesn't corrupt them. And there's nothing that God wants you to have more of that will corrupt you. If more of your job corrupts you, you got the wrong job. If more of, uh, you, if, if more money corrupts you, you got the wrong thought about money. If more free time corrupts you, you got the wrong activity. Okay, you, we've got to determine what the right more is. And I want you to start writing it down. We got to start determining what the right less is. And I want you to write that down. So I, before I even get into it, I'm just going to give you a couple things because I was really stretching. I mean, I was overthinking it. I talked through it with God over the last couple of months because I'm thinking I can't stand up in front of a group of people I've told for years that 
you know, God's not a magic genie in a bottle who, who just wants to, you know, give you three wishes and then tell them this is going to be a year of more. And so I thought, okay, well, we got we to figure out what the more is. I did it in my own mind. You're welcome to do it in your own mind. I, I, I encourage you to do it. I sat down and wrote out. From, I, I said, okay, well, let's think about more from A to Z. More what? More anointing? How would that be? More Bible study? More church? More discipleship? More evangelism? More fellowship? More God? More Holy Spirit? More inspiration? More Jesus? More kingdom? More love? More miracles? More niceness? More openness? More prayer? And just went all the way through. Had to get creative on Z and X. Um, but there's a lot of things we need more of. Compassion. Patience. I want you to start writing down these things. Because the Bible commands us to let this mind be in you, which was also in who? In who? Christ Jesus. We can have the mind of Christ. He knows what the right more is. You think he wants, you think Jesus would want more binge watching TV? More quiet time alone with his father? More jamming out to the top tunes of the secular world? More worship? I mean, it should be easy for a child of God. Just look at your life. Look at what you, what you go through. Something happens. You just need to keep a sheet of paper with you. Put a column in the middle of it. More, less. You say something to your kids, your boss, your employees, spouse, co-workers, some random person driving down the road. I, how many of y'all, be honest, how many of y'all talk out loud? I'm not talking think in your head. I'm talking about speak out loud when you're in a car by yourself talking at another driver driving down the road. Yeah. They can't hear you. They can't hear you. Do you think that's in the more or the less column? That's in the less column. Now that Jimmy claims he's gotten better at it, I have no empirical data to prove it. Known this guy for almost 20 years. And every day of his life, he's proven that he's a road rager. Are you still better or are you back to road rager? Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this, church. We'll pretend like we're in Wednesday night open discussion. Do you think he needs less, uh, le le less, le less uh, denial about his problem? I say we need less denial. But when you're riding down the road and somebody's screaming or somebody cuts you off, you screaming at them or worse, they don't hear that. They got little Wayne pumped up all the way up. They don't hear you. Less of that activity needs to happen. Somebody says something to you and you respond sharply. Is that more or less? But see, if we don't begin to track these things, because if you study history, the greatest high achievers in the history of the world 
all kept journals. But journaling is exhausting. And it just takes on a life of its own. And you just, it, you know, you write stuff down for the sake of writing stuff down. But I want you to start examining your life and start writing some things down that you need more of and some things that you need less of. Because here's the reality. Whether you want to lose weight, become better with your finances, be a better Christian, more and less will get you there. More of the right stuff, less of the wrong stuff. We'll develop this over the next 51 weeks. But in our text, Romans 12, 1, we see a pattern. We see instruction on how to make this happen. In, in verse 1, it says, and so... Dear brothers and sisters. Now, who, who's this passage talking to? Christians. When it says dear brothers and sisters, it's typically talking about Christians. He said, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. Now, here's the sad reality. Most people don't think that's a fair request. If I gave you $100 every day for a year, and I asked you one day, could you spot me 20? And you said, yo, where's my 100? I think it'd be reasonable after I've given you $36,000 that you could toss a 20 my way once. But when God, when God says to give your bodies to God, people are like, oh, it's my body. Man, I, I, I just heard the devil in my mind. My body, my choice. Not a children are a gift from God. And that thing that's in you is a gift from God. But people want to believe it. What I do in my private time is my business. No. Not, not when God says to give, give your body. Give everything to him because of all he has done for you. If you would ever sit down and read about the blessings of God, learn more of them. There's a good more. More understanding. More, more Bible knowledge, more study, and you really did what the Scripture tells us to do is to forget not all his benefits, you would come away thinking what uh, theologians say about this passage should be thought that it's the least we can do. For all God has done for us, all he's asking is for our bodies. He says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Well, that's getting even harder. Because I've heard so many people tell me, Pastor Scott, I love the Lord so much, I, I, I die for the Lord. I take a bullet for God without even thinking about it. Well, that's easy. That, that's a short option. I mean, that, that, that's over in, in seconds or minutes. But this living sacrifice, that's putting something through a constant death. That's always being on the altar, always being cut into, always bleeding out, always being uncomfortable. It is a living sacrifice. Has God done enough for us to ask this of us in return? We say yes, but then we hold back when it comes to servitude. We say yes, but then we hold back when it comes to loving the unlovable. We say yes, 
but then we hold back when it comes to forgiving ourselves. We say yes, but then we hold back when the offering plate is passed. We say yes, but then we hold back when it comes time to do more of the right stuff and less of the wrong stuff. Oh, God's done so much for me. Well, why don't you live for him? And so years ago, I, I used to say it quite often, if or because God loved you enough to die for you, you ought to love him enough to what? Live for him. And we need more people living for God because we are in a selfish world. We are in a selfish world. The world is upside down on his head. Uh, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to go to jail. Um, food's not good enough for me. I'd have dental care and vision, but I don't have that. Uh, I don't want to go to jail, so I'm not going to do it, but I said, to, I said to three different people this week, I see one more pray for Ukraine sign. I'm going to bomb that church. Probably go to jail for saying that. It's on tape now, though. America has been bamboozled by people that we don't know that have proven themselves historically as an extremely corrupt government with this constant begging of the whole world to send to Ukraine more money so they can drag out a alarm. What do we care if the Russians and Ukrainians are fighting? And at what point did anybody say pray for Ukraine, but they don't pray for Russia? Let me tell you something about being in the military. Those men and women do not decide who the enemy is. They just put on a uniform and they go fight whoever they're told to fight. Them Russians aren't fighting the Ukrainians because they're evil. They're fighting them because their leaders are evil. People ought to be praying for the people in Russia who are dying. And in Ukraine, but we've been bamboozled. We've been played like puppets to the point where France got played. I don't know how many of y'all saw this. Uh, last week, uh, I don't know if they call her first lady, but President Zelensky's wife went on a world beg tour. She, she was in France begging France. Now, we've already given them over $100 billion of wasted money. Wasted money. Wasted money. We got poor people in America. We got homeless people in America. We got 6% of the children in America go to bed hungry and don't have proper nutrition in America. We got a housing crisis in America. We got a border crisis in America. We got an inflation crisis, and we're sending $100 billion to some freaks we don't even know. It irritates me. If you can't tell, this, now here's the thing you want to talk about bad optics? This man sent his wife out to do his begging for him because Lord knows he's been begging since day one. All this, you must come to our aid. If you, as Ukraine goes, so goes the world. That ain't true. That ain't true. That's, that's the same lie that, that, that some people bought into a long time ago. If it affects one of us, it affects all of us. No, it don't. Yeah, I, Let me prove it to you. If Jamal and Shaquandraenia get kicked out of their apartment because they can't pay the rent, does that mean they're going to foreclose on your house, Deacon? But it affected them. 
But we've been told if it affects one of us, it affects all of us. That's just a lie. If Ray Ray and Bubba get kicked out of their trailer rental in Middleburg, does that mean they're coming to take your truck? But if it happened to one, as Ukraine goes, so goes the world. People don't even know where Ukraine is on a map. People never even heard of Ukraine six months ago. Oh, it's so important. Listen, this woman, and I'm going to get off it. She went to France on the World Beg Tour. We, you, must, you must come to our rescue. Why, drag out this war even longer? Finance a war that means nothing? What, what, what are we fighting over? Who are we fighting for? This ain't some holy cause we're standing up for. So here's what she did that revealed the heart. Because Zelensky's been, been a corrupt uh, dude for a long time. Now he's proven himself as a dictator. He's collapsed all media. All media in Ukraine now is run by the state as of last week. He put a law in effect that says you'll be arrested if you worship in an inappropriate manner. That was his verbiage, inappropriate manner. Well, who are we going to let decide for us what's an appropriate manner? If the government told us it's going to become a crime if we worship in an inappropriate manner, you know they're going to call what we're doing inappropriate. But to top it all off, Mrs. Zelensky, before she left France, documented, you can look it up, went to the highest priced shopping district in all of France. And France has some expensive stuff. And she spent 40,000 euros. I don't know. A euro is probably more than a dollar. It is. On a couple of outfits. Now I don't know how that sits in your neck. Okay? Uh, I've had this shirt since the 80s. Facts. Uh, All the way back to when Izod was a label worth putting on. I don't even know if they make Izod anymore. If you come begging me for money and I pull out of my 30-year-old jeans billions of dollars and I give it to you and then you go on a shopping spree and spend $40,000 on two outfits, I want my money back. I mean, the world, the world is upside down. The, 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 way, the way things are going have got to change. They change. But stop looking for other people to change. Stop looking for the Republicans to fix something. Stop looking for the Democrats to fix something. Stop looking for the government. They're all in it together. I've been telling y'all that for years. I, I, so many. They just passed the most ludicrous $1.7 trillion spending spree in government history for studying mating habits of animals in Pakistan all the way to more ridiculous stuff even than that. And while we're financing that, I mean, I guess if we're financing Mrs. Zelensky's wardrobe, you know, the, the, the grasshoppers need our help too. But 
The Republicans pretend to be this tight-fisted, fiscally conservative group of people with money, and, and they all stood up and said, we can't keep spending money. We're already so far in debt, we'll never pay it off. And then 17 of them joined in on this bipartisan movement and, and signed along with it. You got your boy Mitch McConnell out there giving away our grandchildren's money. You got Tom Cotton in Texas claiming to be the most conservative man on the planet, just flushing money down the toilet. They're all in it together. Stop thinking Washington has our answer. Stop thinking Tallahassee has our answer. Stop thinking the mayor has our answer. God has our answer. It's not them that needs to change. It's not the pornographer, the, the dope dealer, the hooker. It's, it's not the, the uh, brewery. God said judgment must first begin in the house of God. God said if my people get their stuff together, that he'll heal the land. So we've got to learn how to change. And, and, and the Bible says that it starts by giving ourselves completely to God. See, when they cut open uh, an animal and throw it up on the grill to, to offer it as a burnt offering to the Lord, that's total commitment. It's, it's, it's like the pig told the chicken. Uh, it's easy for you to be happy about breakfast. You, you're just making a small contribution. I'm making a wholehearted commitment. Chicken just gives an egg. The pig got to die. Get, it, get the ham and the bacon. But this living sacrifice, this wholehearted commitment, if we're going to go to a wholehearted commitment, here's what the Bible says. That's the kind he will find acceptable. Now, we talk a lot about biblical principles and understanding the Bible because we're a Bible-based church. Talk sometimes about what, what is said and other times about what is inferred. If God says, because of all he's done for us, we should give our bodies to God as a living and a holy sacrifice because that's the kind he finds acceptable. If we don't give our bodies our all to God, God finds that what? Unacceptable. Do you really want God looking down from heaven at you saying that your life is unacceptable? We're asking God for stuff. Now, I love to give my kids stuff. I, I, I love it. Listen, my kids, if anybody ever tells you my children are spoiled, they have lied to you. Um, I, I, I just proved it. Have I ever asked you, Seth, because I, I told you, I, I bought your brother a car his senior year. Uh, you've been driving this, this third-time hand-me-down car that we've had for 16 years. Uh, why don't we go sh shopping for a new car? I'll get you a new car. Have I ever said that? And, and, you, and, and you said, no, nah, I'm okay, Dad. I like driving the Camry. Was that a one-time-only conversation? Have I asked you that many, many, many times? Have I ever said I'm going online uh, to buy some shoes? What's your size? I'll get you a pair. And, and, and you said, no, I'm good on shoes. I don't need any. Find me a teenager. who has a dad with a lot of money, comparatively, you know, maybe not your money, but I'm all right. <laughs> Buy him a car. 
and they say no. Oh, my, kids, my kids understand the value of money living below their means. But I, I want to give my kids good stuff. But it'd be irresponsible of me to offer them good things when they're living whack. And I've told you for years, God's not going to bless your mess. So what do we need to do? We need to change by doing more of the right stuff and less of the wrong stuff so we get to this place, hear me good, that I call being blessable. Because most of us are not blessable. Most children are not blessable by their parents. Good parents want to do good things for their kids, but if the kids are just off the chain crazy, you just can't bless that type of foolishness. And we need to make sure in 2023 that we begin to give God things that he finds acceptable. Look what he goes on to say in the last sentence of verse 1. This, this what? Giving your bodies to God because of everything he's done for you. This what? Giving him your body as a living and a holy sacrifice that he finds acceptable. This, all that, is truly the way to worship him. Now, worship has a lot of different facets. But one thing we know for sure, every word in the Bible is true, amen? And this passage of scripture tells us that the way God wants us to worship him is by laying it all on the line for him, giving our all to him. You see, we've been set up by normal life that has worked against us in spiritual life. Because in normal life, if you bring home a 98 on your final grade, you're ecstatic. Your parents are happy. You make a 98% in God's class, you failed. God grades on a go or no-go basis. This is a pass-fail thing for God. He's looking for total obedience, no drama. And we got to learn how to get to this place of acceptability. We've got to learn how to get to this place that he says is real, true worship because the promise of his blessing falls on worshipers. The promise of his blessing falls on those who do what he says to do. Verse 2 goes on to say, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Now, if you've been around for a while, and I'm not going to change because it's effective, I need you to think, if you've been around for a while, you ought to know the question I'm going to ask based off God saying don't copy the behavior and custom of this world. Anybody want to give it a shot? Why would God tell his children, because he's already identified who he's talking to, these are saved, going to heaven people, why would God tell his children don't copy the behavior and custom of this world? Because we do. Because we do. Should we? When it comes to copying the behavior and customs of this world, should we put that in our more or less column? We got to do that less, y'all, to the point where we don't do it at all. God said don't do it. Here's the problem. We think we know better for us than anybody. We think we know what we want. And see, this is something kids know, or parents know, that kids don't always know. Parents know what's good for the child. The child just knows what they want. God knows what's good for us. And if you differ with that, he's right and we're wrong. 
He said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Social media, 800 channels on television, the fact that TV doesn't go off. Some of y'all never lived in a world where TV went off. If you're my age or older, you remember. National Anthem and... Midnight to 5 a.m. the next day. That's all you were getting. Oh, not now. New. And you can take it to the level. You can just watch music videos and get all the behavior and customs of the world you, you could possibly see. Uh, now, when it comes to watching secular music videos, should we put that in the more or the less column? Mm, we're on to something. He said, don't do that. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But here's a transition. Here's, here's a different concept. Let God transform you into a new person. Let God transform you into a new person. Now, the fact that it says to us to let God indicates to me that we can what? Not let him. There's a choice here. There's this push-pull thing going on. God wants to transform us into a new person. But are you willing to be transformed into a new person? What if that meant God wanted you to get involved in a ministry you've been resisting getting involved in? What if that meant God wanted you to not just pay the tithe but the offering on top of that? What, what if that meant God wanted you to turn the TV off and, and, and read more Bible? What does that make God want you to be nicer to your neighbor? And all these things are true. But he said, let God. So there's a partnership there. God's transforming us, we're, and, and, and we're participating in it. Let God transform. That word transform is, uh, it, it, it means to take from what you are and to change it into something better. I want to tell you this. I want to be transformed in 2023. I, I have said this to the staff publicly because I believe we're held accountable to what we say. The Bible says we're snared by the words of our mouth. We set traps when we say we're going to do stuff. Through chronic pain, life, COVID, whatever excuse you want to put on it, um, I have not been everything I should have been every moment of every day in my lifetime. Anybody in that same group with me? You have not seen the best version of the Christian man known as Scott Becker. See, because before I want to be a better pastor, I want to be a better Christian. I want to be a better human being. I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better friend. And I believe through lots of introspection over, over the previous months, lots of prayer, lots of study, lots of repentance, that we are going to see a better version of who God created me to be in 2023. And I want somebody else to join me on this transformation proce process so that you can be who God created you to be finally. Because the reality is most of us at best have been half-stepping. 
We could sit down on that for a long time, but I'm not going to. He said, let God transform you by, into a new person by changing the way you what? Got to change the way you think. Which tells us our thinking, our natural thinking is what? It's flawed. It's wrong. It's anti-Christian. It's not what God wants. The Bible says that the flesh and the spirit are at war with each other. And, and, and they long to battle. And so, so many times your first thought is, is people are like, I just go with my gut. Well, do you really want Elder Jimmy to go with his gut if he's driving behind you and you happen to be going too slow? He's driving a big old jacked up truck with a million pounds of wood behind it. He hits you. He's like, I'll bounce him right to the, well, that's not very elderly. I mean, we got to let God change the way we think so we can get to where he wants us to be. Because so many times we think wrong. Your first thing, people are like, I just go with my gut. Well, some things you don't need to go with your gut. You'd be sitting there praying, asking God, you know, all right, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you first tithe and offering because that's what you said to do. First fruits, best of what I have. Um, but how, how am I, how am I going to get this rent paid? And then if your first instinct is to rob a liquor store, think you ought to go with that or you think you ought to let that one slide? First instinct, no matter what you've been taught, your first instinct is not always right. Many times in the kingdom, we need to learn how to move in what's been dubbed an opposite spirit. So when Elder Jimmy's driving down the road and somebody's going a half a mile an hour too slow and He's late, and so he's bumper riding them and threatening to bounce them off the road. And he's thinking, I bet if I ram them right now, they'd get out of my way. Should he go with that or lock into an opposite spirit? Back up. Slow down. Pray for them. We've been taught. Gut instinct. I, I just go by my gut. Your gut is flawed. And we all need God to change the way we think. Because it says then. When is then? After. After you've done all these things, then you will learn to know God's will for you. You won't be scheduling an appointment with me or anybody else. Pastor, I just, I'm just trying to find out what God's will is for my life. What's in, in, in black, white, and red inside a book? He already told us what he wants for us. He said, and this is good and pleasing and perfect. So I want us to get to the place of transformation. But for that to happen, we got to change the way we think because so much of our thinking is wrong. I'll give you an example and we'll move on. When somebody smart mouths you or is aggressive to you, if you're raised on the west side of Jacksonville, your first thought is if I put my fist in his mouth, it, it, it straighten his attitude up. That's bad thinking. If I put my fist in his mouth, I might go to jail. I already told you I don't like jail food. I eat out every night. I'm not accustomed to gruel. I don't like my food touching. They mix that stuff up and slop it down with a spoon. Mm -mm. An overweight person. 
stare at the floor so nobody thinks I'm looking at them. I'm looking at everybody. We're the fattest nation in the world. We're not thick. We're not P-H-A-T. We're obese. Obese. Or as they say in the hood. We just be obese. Homegrown ain't got obese. So the fat person who gets depressed about being fat, in their mind, this works in their mind. They want some comfort food because they think that's going to make them feel better. Listen, biscuits and sausage gravy, yeah, good stuff, but not six of them. (laughs) Well, I'm depressed, so I'm comforting my, no, that's going to add to your depression. Because then you look at yourself in the mirror the next day. See, we're just going to have to get to the place as a nation where we either learn how to lose weight or we do away with mirrors. (laughs) Ain't it right? I mean, I don't know if you got to the place where you're like, I ain't even going to look in the mirror today. I used to weigh myself all the time. I don't even mess with it anymore. But the thinking is so wrong. Retail therapy. Anybody ever heard that term? Now, who, uh, now you know, women like to say it's men, men like to say it's women. Who, who, who probably does more re- retail therapy, men or women? Oh, yeah. But here's what's in their mind. I'm sad because I'm broke. And I can't buy all the things I want to buy. So I'm going to splurge on myself and do a little retail therapy. Yeah, okay. Well, you might feel all fly and happy out there when you're faking your life on social media and showing yourself inside a store buying stuff, putting your new outfit on, 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 on camera. But then when that bill comes in and the repo man comes up to get your car, now you can't drive to work. Now you can't pay rent. What we think is going to be good for us many times is not. So we need to learn from God how to change the way we think so that we actually think the way God wants us to think. God put a brain inside of us so that we could think the way he wants us to think, the way his son thinks. And it's only then that we're going to get to this blessable place of being good and pleasing and perfect. So talking about more, talking about less. In Colossians 3.1, the Bible says, If then you were raised with Christ, Comma. Pause on that. Pay attention to the punctuation. Your comprehension will go up. If then you were raised with Christ. Who are you saying if then? If you're really saved. That's a harsh thing to say to somebody. Um, But God's serious about it. If you truly are a Christian, the Bible says, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is sitting on the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Set, look at verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Now, what do you think the average deacon, 
pastor, dedicated church member, is talking more about today? College football or all the prayers they made this past week? We got to learn how to set our mind, set our affection, the King James says, on things that are above, not on things of the earth. And I believe that this is from the Lord. I'm going to say this and let you go. Keep a more or less journal. Track your activity. Financially, there's some things you need to do more of and less of. Physically, there's some things you need to do more of and less of. Relationally, emotionally, spiritually, there's some things you need to do more of and some things that you need to do less of. And the Bible says examine yourself. And we've got to get to the place where we get honest and say, you know what? It's not just time out for that. It's do away with that forever. Uh, people talking about what they're going to fast. Uh, I say this every year. Let me be really clear and, and say it again. You cannot fast sin. Can't. You can't fast sin. You stop sinning. You know, fast is something that you're giving up for a pre-described period of time that you plan on getting right back into. You need to do away with sin, not, not fast it. We, 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 need, we need to keep this more or less journal. And I encourage you, do it in, in written work. Don't do it on your phone. Don't do it in your mind. Do it, do it on pen and paper. Write it down or do it on your notepad, in, in, in your tablet, whatever, however you want to do it. But write when you see yourself acting a certain way. Because I hope you get some of those Scott Becker moments. I wish I had more of them, but I love having them when I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. That just shows how saved I am because that could have went a whole different way. Thank God that I responded. I responded in Christian love. I didn't put my fist in nobody's mouth. I didn't poke my thumb through nobody's eye socket. I, I, when, 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 when you do the right thing, you ought to write that. Down. Ooh, I did that. That was good. I want to do more of that. Oh, probably shouldn't have said that. I need to do. And start tracking, and you'll, you'll be shocked at how fast results come. Every true Christian wants to be who God wants them to be. But it won't happen by osmosis. It won't happen because we sit in church buildings and listen to preachers pontificate. It will only happen when we allow God to change the way we think so we start thinking the way he wants us to think. And then we'll be able to move forward. Our fast is going to start next Sunday morning after after church service. It's going to run for three weeks. And I want you to be thinking about First and foremost, why you want to fast. What is it you want to see from God? I hope you want to be more of who he wants you to be and less of who you've been. Uh, I want more of he and less of me. I want people to see and hear God in me more than they have seen and heard God in me in the past. And I know as I allow God to change the way I think, I know as I do more of the right stuff and less of the wrong stuff that I'll be growing closer to God, and I want you to do that too. So think about what it is 
you, you want to fast for salvation of your kids, close encounter with God, financial breakthrough, whatever it is, and then decide what you're going to fast, make a commitment and stick to it. This can be a life-changing three weeks for you if you will let it be. We're going to talk more about it on Wednesday night. I want you to come on Wednesday night. Fantastic uh, Bible study we're going to have on Wednesday night. It's going to set you up for success in 2023. But I'm going to close by reminding you about what I've already said. Start writing down. When God shows you, that's, that's the right way to think. Think like that more. Write that down. When God says, that, that, that's the kind of music I want you listening to. Write that down. When God says, you, you, you represented me well in, in the way you handled yourself in that encounter. Write that down. Do more of that. When you know that you've done something that was less than what God would have you to do, write that down too. And repent of it. I told you, I believe we should keep short accounts with God. We don't need to wait till the end of the day to ask God to forgive us for something we just did. Clean that slate off. Had somebody private message me, good Christian friend, asked me, said that they love New Year's because it gives them a clean slate. I tried to respond, let them know. Well, as Christians, we get the opportunity to have a clean slate. They didn't get it. But we do. Do you realize as a, as a believer, you have an opportunity at any point to get your slate entirely clean? The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can start over with God a million times, an hour, if you're sincere. And God knows when you're sincere and when you're not. And I hope that you will begin to seek more of him and less of everything else. I've been guilty of following sports too closely in my lifetime. I've given up on the majority of that. Because as I've grown, I've gotten older. Some of it just my interests have changed. But some of it is I see what a time eater it is. And I, 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 I probably, legit, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope you, 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 you're, you're the proof text that I'm wrong. But I probably read and study the Bible more than anybody I know. But I know one thing for sure. I could use less TV time and more Bible time. I could use less backgammon time on my phone. Anybody got a backgammon app on their phone? It's the devil. You don't want to do that. What's that? Anybody got a solitaire app on their phone? Anybody got any type of video game on their phone? Can't it eat up some time? It can eat up some time. We got to get to the place. We say we're dedicated to God. We say God's the most important thing. We say we love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We, we give three. One of my best friends in life had a ticket for me to go to the Gator Bowl game this weekend. And he bought this ticket with me and mine. He lives in South Carolina. And him and three of his frat buddies from years ago coming down bought me a ticket. He said, we picked these seats just for you. He said, we got a booth with a table. Free table drink service. Got, got a table you can, you can you know, put your feet up on, put your elbows up on, relax, big padded chairs. Got the one right by the elevator. We're going to drop you off at the front of the stadium so you don't have that long. Walking to a football game. 
I'm out on that already. I'm not walking, I'm not paying $40 to park three miles away and walk into Florida heat and or rain or cold to sit in a chair for four hours, but they got the, the table right near the, they had it all planned out. And I'm like, Brian, I can't. I said, I, my, my, I just, my back won't hold up in that chair for four hours. People show up by the hundreds of thousands to sit in chairs like that, though, for hours. Who's showing up for God? Binge watching, Netflix, YouTube, videos, stuff that doesn't matter on eternity. That's in the less column for me in 2023. I don't know what's going in your less column. Oh, I could give you some ideas. Be less irritated. Be less easily offended. Be less concerned with what other people are doing and more concerned with what you're doing. When you start approaching your own life, doing what God says, which is to examine yourself, do you know when someone makes an examination? We've got medical people in the room. You know when someone makes an examination of you, they write that down? I don't even know uh, what, 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 what part of the hospital you're in, LaShonda. But I, I, I know you know about going in and taking blood pressure. Do you think when the nurse comes in the office before the doctor gets there and takes my blood pressure, she's just curious? Or you think she wrote that down? She wrote it down. She didn't take it because she's like, hmm, dude's fat and old. I bet that blood pressure 190 over 106. I'm living proof you can be fat out of shape and have good blood. My blood pressure is 117 over 77, rock solid. I got no, sh- I got no shake, no nerve problem. I can hold my hand still without a, sh- without a tremor for the next hour. I eat sugar all day long, fried food all day long. I ain't never had a blood pressure. LaZonna's shaking her head. She's like, his blood pressure ought to be shot out. I've been having, for the last 40 years, well-meaning, uh, African-American grandmothers tell me, ooh, baby, you got to, you got to stop eating, eating all that candy. You're going to catch that sugar. <laughs> you got to be 90 to be able to pull that off. Young people shouldn't be telling other folks, you're going to catch that sugar. I've been prophesied I'm going to catch that sugar forever. No. But they don't take my blood pressure just out of curiosity. They're examining me and they're writing it down for reference. So the next time I come in, they can see, was, was, is this a consistent problem? Or maybe, listen, here's a word to all nurses. How, how many people in the room do or have worked in the medical profession? All right, there's a bunch of y'all. Stop fast-walking people from the waiting room back to the, you're taking my blood pressure, taking my respiratory. (laughs) Do I look like I'm prepared to fast-walk around three corners, sixth office on the left? Get me a wheelchair. 
You got six patients stacked up. You trying to fast walk me? Don't you do it, Kyronda? You're working the legs off short, fat people, overweight, high blood pressure. Like, oh, well, your heart rate's up a little. You just walked me around this whole building like it was a steeplechase. Hey, y'all don't know me good enough. I'm just being dramatic. You know what I do? When some young skinny thing like Kyronda tried to fast walk me so she can get my blood pressure checked and go on to her next patient, I'm just like, examination has to be written down and it has to be contrasted with future information see because you could have a good week and a bad week you need to know you could be doing something that causes your vitals to move in a wrong direction you need to know spiritually it's the same way but we don't write anything down spiritually because we don't do what God said do and Examine ourselves. So get you a more or less thing. Somebody tell me, just off the top of your head, and I'm going to pray and we're going to go. What's something we could do more of? Pray. Seek God. Somebody asked me, what's random, foolish, resolution, Goals. What's what's your goals for the upcoming year, my friend? Like that's liberal use of the word friend. We barely know each other. Facebook hero. I said I'm not, I'm not big in all that. My focus is the same. I just want to do better at it, loving God and loving people. I want to love God more. I want to love people more do away with everything that gets in the way of that it won't work for you if you don't keep a journal so I'm going to do it for me leadership's got to start at the top and I want to be a better leader than I've been I want to be a better pastor and a better Christian than I've been so I got to examine me because you've been around me catch me at the right or wrong time I'm liable to say something anything I'm liable to call a fat woman fat. Now, should I do more or less of that? <laughs> Skinniest woman in the room said less. <laughs> That's funny to me. Still true. Still true. Uh, you didn't get this far being dumb. Just because you ain't fat, you know it ain't good to call fat people fat. That's in that less category. Sometimes I, I just egg something on. And, 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 and he copies me, and his wife has to tell him, stop acting like your pastor. You ever told him that? <laughs> she's, she's softly nodding her head. She doesn't 
she, she, she doesn't want me to follow up with, well, what's wrong with me? There's a whole lot wrong with me, and there's a whole lot uh, that needs to be less of me and more of God. And you too. But are you willing to do a little bit of work and to begin to isolate some things that you need to do more of? Some of you are really good at stuff. Some of you are good at encouraging people. Should you do more or less of that? So, so, some of you are, are, are really bad at being kind. I mean, you, 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 you got you to gotta figure this out. So I'm going to do it. You do it. If you want to text me, share with me your successes and your failures, that's cool. Let's be about this life in 2023. Let's think about more and less. I want to please God more. I want to satisfy myself less. I hope you do too. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. God, help us to choose more of you. Help us to walk in more obedience. Help us to love you more. Help us to offer ourselves a living sacrifice because it is the least we can do. Thank you, God, for giving your best for us. I ask you, God, that in this year, you would help us to love you more than we ever have, to put you first because you truly deserve to be first. You're the only God there is, and we love you, and we thank you today in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.